Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 257, and that was headlined by Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. First off, I do want to apologize for not giving you a recap on the last fight night, which was headlined by Neil Magny and uh, Michael Chiesa. I just didn't really think there was much to say. Um, Michael Chiesa, he looked good with his uh, wrestling in that fight, and... Um, that was the main thing, really, so I just didn't uh, make a video because of that. But there's a lot to say about UFC 257. Let's start with the main event with Dustin Poirier. He knocked out, basically, Conor McGregor. I don't know why they called it called it a TKO. It was... Conor looked out, basically. Um, it was a pretty bad no uh, knockdown, in my opinion. Um, a lot of punches from Dustin Poirier. And... Uh, of course, McGregor's leg was compromised uh, because of those calf kicks, right? And he couldn't do it, anything after that, and basically he got uh, knocked down and the ref stepped in. This is very impressive by Dustin Poirier. First of all, he had a great game plan, and he won the second fight. You know, to be honest, I thought Conor was going to win this fight, and... Most of it, when I say that I think Connor is going to win fights, is because he's in a position right now where he really needs to win fights. And every time he loses, it really hurts his stock, um, not only as a fighter, but just in business in general, right? Um, if he won this fight against Dustin Poirier, it would have been great for him. Uh, he would have got a title shot right after. But now it looks like Dustin Poirier is going to be the guy who is going to be fighting for the title next. And a lot of people have been saying uh, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. I don't agree with that, personally. Even Dustin Poirier doesn't agree with that. So I would say Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. I think that would be a solid fight for the belt. And, oh man, I like how Char Charles Oliveira has been looking as of recent. So that would be a really good matchup in my opinion and for Conor McGregor it's really hard to say who he should fight next because he looked good in that first round I'll give that to him his boxing looked really good people have been saying how he's not as good with this new boxing stance instead of his karate stance maybe I think so I also think that 145 McGregor is the best Conor McGregor that we've seen, in my opinion, because it, it, it's kind of similar to Max Holloway, you know? Like, Max Holloway, of course, he didn't really find success at lightweight when he moved up, and Conor did, but I think those are two guys who just, they shine at 145, so it's definitely harder for Connor nowadays. He's not the biggest lightweight. And then when he moves up to 170, he has to like eat food in order to make the 170 pound limit. So personally, I liked him when he was at 145. He looked the best there, but I don't think he's going to be reaching that weight class anytime soon nowadays, because it's just, that was a bad cut back in the day. I could only imagine now that he's older. Um, but the next fight for Connor McGregor, I do like Tony Ferguson. I think everything lines up for that right now. People have been saying the third trilogy fight with Dustin Poirier. I think that's just too soon right now. It doesn't make sense. Dustin should be fighting for 
the title. And people have also been saying Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor 3. See, that fight is the last resort, you know? Like, when Conor is not winning that many fights anymore, that's when that fight should happen, in my opinion, because it's still going to be a big fight, regardless if it's next year or three years from now. It's just, there's so much history in that rivalry, and I would hold on to that as much as possible. But that's just my opinion. I do think the Tony Ferguson fight makes the most sense for Connor right now, and I would love to see that fight. So, yeah, that's all I have to really say for the main event. The co-main event, Michael Chandler knocked out Dan Hooker in the first round, TKO, actually. And that was very impressive as well. You know, coming from Bellator, there's a lot of expectations to do good. And a lot of the times, people coming from other organizations and going into the UFC, they don't have good performances, especially in their debut. But Michael Chandler, this is as good as it gets for a first performance against someone who's really tough in Dan Hooker. And I'm kind of surprised that Dan Hooker went down so early. I thought this was going to go all three rounds personally, but I don't know. That's kind of worrying, in my opinion, because he took a lot of damage in that Dustin Poirier fight. And if he's getting knocked out in the first round, it, it, it says something. It just says something, in my opinion. But I do hope that he comes back from this defeat and uh, wins, gets on a win streak again because I think he... He has a lot of promise just based on his skill and who he's training with, Israel Adesanya, that gym down in New Zealand. I think there's a lot of promise for Dan Hooker, but who knows how he is after that Dustin Poirier fight. So Michael Chandler, on the other hand, very impressive win. I think he should fight Justin Gaethje next if it isn't for the title against Dustin Poirier, like everyone's saying. But yeah, I don't think he deserves a title shot yet. He just won one fight over a solid fighter. I'm not going to say that Dan Hooker is a uh, highly ranked lightweight right now. But um, yeah, I think Michael Chandler should fight Justin Gaethje. That would be a solid matchup. Um, or you could even put him with uh, Tony Ferguson if you'd like. I know that's kind of a weird trajectory and that's kind of bad for Tony Ferguson to fight someone with like a lot of momentum behind them right now. But it kind of makes sense if you still want to give uh, Tony a high, high level fight that could possibly get him back into the mix. But I think Tony, in my opinion, should go for the Conor McGregor fight as much as possible and try to um, make that happen because he deserves a he deserves a big money fight like that. So I would love to see that matchup as well. Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, that would be great. Well. Talk about Joanne Calderwood. Um, she had a solid decision win over Jessica I. It's good. What I would say about that is that it's good how she's finally getting to a point where it seems like she's living up to the expectations because she's always had this early on where everyone said she would fight for a title. She has never fought for a title yet, which is surprising. But I think after this win, she should be next or in talks for the title against Valentina Shevchenko, which um, <laughs> it's scary to just fight Valentina Shevchenko, in my opinion. But if uh, Joanne uh, fights her, I'm very happy for her and I wish her all the best. Uh, 
Mahmoud Moradov defeated Andrew Sanchez, TKO Flyney, and Punches. That was was that the one where um he did he did the stanky leg? Was that was that no? I think that was another fight. No, I think it was th- that one. And then yeah, it was. I, I don't know. Maybe I can't say. I, I'm not too sure. I forgot about that actually. I will talk about. Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Hebos. I'm very sad that Amanda Amanda lost this fight, but um, Marina Rodriguez, she's the real deal for sure. And um, strawweight, I could definitely see her make a run there. I think Amanda should move up to 125. Um, she was looking good there, and uh, I would love to see her move up. It would be an easier cut for her, and I think she has an easy path to a title shot with Valentina Shevchenko because she has... A little bit of star power behind her already so i would like to see um amanda move up to 125 i think that's a good idea um in the prelims i'd like to talk about let's see okay i'd like to talk about arman sarukian arman sarukian he defeated matt frivola by unanimous decision and i was very impressed with this performance by Armand because he just out-wrestled him the entire fight and it was very dominant. Um, it was like Khabib. It was a uh, very Khabib-esque performance by Armand and I think that's a fighter we got to be looking out for in my opinion. Uh, I would also like to talk about Juliana Pena. She submitted Sarah McMahon in the third round, rear naked choke. Solid win. It sucks to see Sarah McMahon on this like I, it seems like a, a, a kind of career decline in my opinion, but even still, she's still a risk. Um, she's still a high-level bantamweight regardless of this career decline, but Juliana Pena, she looked good. I'm, I'm impressed with that performance. She did call out uh, Amanda Nunes after this. To be honest, it was I like the call out. I like how confident she was with it, and I would like to see that fight personally but does she deserve it a lot of people have been saying if you just defeat sarah mcmahon is that worthy of a title shot against amanda nunez who else is there like i can't even think about anyone else um maybe jermaine durandamy if they do like a second fight that's the only person i could think of who deserves a, a shot at the belt against amanda nunez but uh, Juliana Pena, maybe if she picks up one more win, that would be good for her case to get a title shot. But I was impressed with uh, that call-out. I liked it very much. Um, there's nothing really much more that I can say about this card, but I will give it a um, 8 out of 10. I think it was a solid night of fights. Um, some impressive performances. Was very impressed with Dustin Poirier in the main event. So I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It was good. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.